Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. This is our number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you with the Edmonton Oilers in Toronto. The day after the Oilers uh, lost a 3-2 uh, shootout uh, game against the uh, Nashville Predators. Oilers uh, tomorrow night, game two of a five-game road trip against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our tunnel sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. We're on Twitter. At Oilers Now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott at uh, 1220. I uh, checked that. 122. We are going to have an announcement for you for our grand prize winner for the 630 Chads Join the Team contest. So, right around 122. We're going to head straight off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780 We bring back Al May from uh, NBC. Sports out of Washington, Edmonton area product played uh, for the Canadian Athletic Club back in the day. Willed himself to the NHL. L, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Washington Capitals did make the reigning Stanley Cup champs. They uh, they did make a couple moves, and they went and traded for Nicholas Jensen. Then they turned around and signed him right away. Is there a team in the league right now that has better, uh, you know, Carolina's deep on the right side, but between John Carlson, Matt Niskanen, and now Jensen, that's a pretty good trio of right shot D. Well, it's phenomenal right now. John Carlson doesn't get near enough putt for all the things that he does. I think of all the top-tier defensemen, he's probably the one that's best, you know, without the puck. And then what he's been able to do, point production-wise and moving the puck up the ice. His game has grown in leaps and bounds. and You know, he's numero uno here. Nick, Matt Niskin has been kind of an up-and-down season, but last year they don't win the Cup if he's not paired with Dmitry Orlov shutting everyone down in every series that they played. He was phenomenal, a, a, a smooth skating player. And then Nick Jensen is a player that the very first time I saw him on the ice in Detroit, I was yelling at the sky, what's this guy doing on the ice? He can't play. And I swear to God, the next season, I couldn't believe it was the same guy. This year, when we played against him, he went toe-to-toe against the Caps' top line, always going against Ovechkin, you know, Ovechkin being a left winger. And every corner coverage he had, the shot blocks, playing over 20 minutes a game, his skating is exceptional. There's nothing fancy to his game. He can skate the puck out of trouble. 
makes all the right little plays, and then all of his closeouts defensively. I, I think that this, this threesome on the right side really helps the cap. It legitimizes uh, all six of their defensemen, and I, I think they're going to be very formidable. I, I thought it was a great get, and obviously Brian McClellan was talking to his agent before that trade happened because you normally don't just have a contract that happens that fast. I know that Mark Stone took a couple of hours, but I, I, there were probably talks and, and dialogue with his agent already. But Jensen, obviously, the Caps had permission a while back to speak with him. Well, uh, were they so good up front they didn't need to really make a significant ad, in your opinion? Well, and when you look at it, they're going to end up with seven guys probably who are 20 goal scorers or plus. Uh, right. Rick Connolly's on that, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Batchelor, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Ron, you know, all these well over it already. So they needed tweaking. I think that's really hurt them this year. And what I thought used to hurt the Pittsburgh Penguins before they won those Cups was their third and fourth line guys not having the right players there. And the Caps weren't having the right mix. They didn't have a, a good mix of players. I think Andre Burakovsky was hurt by three to four months of trade rumors that wore him out. And I expect him to be shot out of a cannon tonight against Ottawa, not, not having to worry about that all day, every day. Uh, but the fourth line basically had five guys on it all season long. Dimitri Yaskin, Chandler Stevenson, uh, Nick Dowd, Travis Boyd, and Devontae smith Pelly, who they waived last week. And no matter what uh, three of the five they've dressed every game, they never got energy out of it. They never had high-danger scoring opportunities uh, as a line. You know, they had a beyond breakaway here or there, but they had so many high-dangers against. And it, it just wasn't enough. So they felt that they needed to bolster the middle six, therefore the bottom six. Uh, of the lineup, and Carl Hagelin comes in here with an incredible pedigree and a, right. and a history of playing very well against the Capitals. So he'll play in the fourth line for a little while, but the last game was the first game I think the fourth line all season long had way more high-danger chances for than against. They were a positive force all game long, and Hagelin gets to the net lightning fast. Uh, we'll go to the net and battle. He'll shoot from anywhere to, to create a rebound situation in front, obviously trying to score a goal, but you know, all the things he learned in Pittsburgh are going to be beneficial for the Capitals. Excellent three-zone penalty killer and then really good in his own zone. So, you know, that's a veteran presence that's really going to be happy team. They're ecstatic here. The players, not just the coaching staff, but the players are really happy that they were able to get this guy because he did some damage. It felt like he scored 30 goals against the Capitals in the playoffs over the years. It wasn't that many but it always seemed like he scored a goal that helped break their back in the playoffs. And when you can get an enemy like that or a foe that's hurt so bad and you've got him on your lineup, it's a lot better to have him in the battle and then go against him in it. We're joined by Alan May, Bob Stauffer, joining you in winners now. Al, uh, you know, when I look at Washington against Pittsburgh, to me this is the first year I'd say I think Washington's better. And maybe it's because Washington's coming off the victory last year. Maybe they were better in past years, but couldn't get it done. But I look at the makeup of the two teams. I don't think, you know, I'm not the biggest. I mean, if if the Penguins are going to ride a uh, Jack Johnson, Erica Branson pairing, and I know Washington's got a big, heavy team, but they've got a big, heavy team that can skate. I think Washington's going to eat them alive if they play them in the second round. Well, I, I just don't understand any team that thinks that they're going to add players to to stop Tom Wilson and what he does. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets grab McQuaid, the Penguins grab Gumbranson, and Jim Rutherford this year picked the fight for Jamie Alexiak. And it stemmed from last year in the playoffs after a big hit by Wilson. And he kind of fed Alexiak, kind of forced him in a fight, and Wilson absolutely annihilated him, knocked him off, and basically ended his career in Pittsburgh. They sent him back to Dallas for the same pick they sent there in the first place. 
Yeah. And then Gabranson is a guy that, you know, if you go by fancy stats and not what you're looking at on the ice, his numbers are horrible. He's not a puck mover. I, I felt that they needed puck movers in Pittsburgh to get this team back on track. And Gabranson, if I'm uh, Todd Reardon and playing the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs, I tell Tom Wilson, there is no way you fight this guy. We want him on the ice. We want to go toe-to-toe with this guy. We want him in the corners, inside the defensive zone, having to play defense. You know, his career history inside the defensive zone is, is not pretty. And I don't know you know, how fair that is with the teams he's been with, the systems they've been playing. But, you know what, I want him on the ice. And there's no way that Tom Wilson, he should just go out and play his game. He's so effective as a five-on-five player, four-on-four, what have you. With the speed, now the ability, the patience, and poise to make plays at the puck, he's going to be a 20-plus goal scorer this season. Why would he want to go out there and, and waste time with a guy like Tom Branson, who I'm sure is a good guy, who I'm sure would have fit in here, I'm sure would have fit in on a lot of teams, but you know, I just don't think that was a wise move to make yourself a playoff deep team. Well, what we've seen, I mean, is the total evolution of the game. Right, I mean, there was Eric Branson went third in 2010. Uh, McElrath went tenth that year to the Rangers. Um, fast forward the next year, Adam Larson, who is a better puck mover and a better defensive defenseman, though he's having a tough year plus minus this year at Edmonton. But I mean, he was plus 46 the previous three years. He tilted the ice when he was out there, and in fact, when Clefbaum's been healthy, Larson's been fine possession metrics wise. But we've seen him move away from those type of defensemen. And you nail it. you got to be able to move it, don't you? Well, you have to. I, I think in today's NHL, the tape-to-tape passing is, is so critical to get out of the zone. And, you know, what's going to help the Capitals is Nick Jensen is elusive down low. He, he Rather than just wrap the puck around the wall, which we see teams are pinching defensemen, not on the body to make the hit now. They're pinching the puck to keep it alive in the zone. So yeah. it's got to be about puck-moving defensemen, straight-up passers. Capitals, you know, did themselves a huge favor last year, and I think they surprised themselves when they got Michael Kempney. And, you know, he's a, he, he's a north-south pass. You know, the, the puck goes up ice. It's a direct pass. Doesn't feed the partner every time. Doesn't, doesn't throw it off the glass. He can skate himself out of trouble, get pucks through to the front of the net, and you have to add more guys like that who are comfortable with the puck in their stick, who can look at different options, almost like a quarterback with an audible read. And they, they have to be able to do that. And I, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's really what helps Schultz when, when he got to Pittsburgh. He was a guy that could move the puck that way, and it fit perfectly in their system. Uh, and I just think that's the most important thing you can do is to make sure that all of your defense, and if you can have six guys that can move the puck tape to tape, hit players that are moving, hit the fastest player moving a lot like the Chicago Blackhawks doing, you're really helping yourself gain positive possession time and, and big, high-danger scoring chances. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a topic that you have to discuss too much because Tom Wilson gets suspended for some of his hellacious collisions. Should Connor McDavid received a two-game suspension for the hit uh, against Nick Letty last week, in your opinion? Well, it depends what angle you want to use, but no. I just thought that, you know, the direct point of contact and, and it wasn't enough speed or torque on, the, on that hit uh, to, to, to cause it a suspension. And, you know, but with the media making such an outcry, I think the league's been falling for this, uh, the, the negative PR. I, I, I wasn't for him getting suspended. Uh, and I don't believe in the fact because it was Connor McDavid, he shouldn't get suspended no matter what. You know, I, I just think it was the wrong call on that play. We've seen hits that are, are way more violent and it's a direct to the head. It's not off the chest first that haven't gotten suspended. We, we saw T.J. Oshie get uh, 
blindside hit by Corey Perry last week. A head shot, face shot, nothing happens. Uh, and then you see McDavid with that. I, I just think it, it wasn't enough. And you got to be careful as a league if you're going to start looking at and every hit. We got one camera angle that looks like it was a head shot and guys are getting suspended. Uh, I, I think they've over-rotated too far on a lot of these hits. And I don't think they're subjective enough. And, you know, they're so worried about the, what, the, what the spotlight of the, the mainstream media is going to say about whether they do or they don't. Okay, uh, I just okay. don't think that one. I just don't think that one garnered a suspension. So you mentioned Corey Perry blowing up uh, T.J. Oshie last week because Corey Perry. I don't know if you would have seen it, Alan, on Saturday night. Corey Perry delivered. Uh, Darnell Nurse was off balance, and Corey Perry basically delivered a forearm shiver right to Darnell Nurse's chin, and he didn't get. There was never. There wasn't even a hearing for that either. So we have two situations where Corey Corey Perry, and I want to give. I want to give George Peros the benefit of the doubt here. I really do. But the problem I have with this is there's two incidents where Mr. Accidentally on Purpose, Corey Perry, gets away with shots that fans in Washington and Edmonton are going, why the hell is there not a hearing on this for Corey Perry? And then you, who happens to be a former teammate, you would ha- I mean, let's not be naive. You know, those guys probably hung out back in the day. They're friends. He doesn't get it either time. And then we turn around in a situation where McDavid, who's never been an offender, gets a two-game suspension. i got to tell you, I'm a little bit troubled by that, Al. What about you? A little bit troubled. I've been pissed off for years watching it because I feel it's always malicious. I've seen him do the D on me, and it's always got that little innocent little boy look, who me, what me. Uh, what happened, and, you know, the look away, the fall down. He also drove an elbow into Tom Wilson's head, and Tom Wilson got a penalty. He takes him out on the way to the net. Wilson goes down on the game here, and he forearm smashes him in the back of the neck. And it's once again, it was one of those things. It was a delayed reaction, then all of a sudden he awkwardly falls, and the elbow just happens to go into Tom Wilson's neck. I was really hoping that Wilson, because it's always grabbed him first now, was able to get loose and t- do some damage on that one because we've we just seen it so many times, and I just can't believe that they've been getting fooled by it over and over. And, and I, I say shame on the refs as well, let alone. I, I don't need the, the league to be doing this every time. I want the refs to start being held accountable for a lot of this, you know, especially when they know guys, well, they're so worried about calling a hook to the gloves, but we see plays like that and they're letting them get away. It, it's, uh, I'm just surprised. I, I hope Darnell Nurse and, and other players like that yeah, I don't know if Edmonton plays Anaheim again, but yeah, I'd love do. to see them. I'd love to see them take care of business. And first time he does something, because you know he'll always do it. Uh, just everyone on the ice, let's go five on five and take care of business. And that'll that'll offend the, uh, the tree huggers and whatnot. But you know what? The guy's just been getting away with it too long. I think that George Peros needs to recuse himself from any discussion about teams uh, and involves any player that he used to play with as a teammate. All right, one final one for you. Speaking of teammates and guys that are character guys, a lot of stuff happened at the trade deadline yesterday. There was a subtle move by the Winnipeg Jets. They traded uh, to get Matt Hendricks back. Of course, he was with the Oilers. He got scratched in the playoffs, Al, in 2016-17. Character guy, Edmonton didn't bring him back. Winnipeg brings him in. He's a glue guy. Suddenly, the Jets had something going last year, chemistry-wise. Minnesota, I was out with Bruce Boudreau uh, at the draft. He asked me about 87 questions about uh, 
you know, about Matt, and I'm thinking to myself, you already had this guy before earlier, you know, on previous stops. You personally have experience with Matt Hendricks. Are you surprised that the Jets, you know, maybe a little bit fractured in the room, a little something missing with their group, would step up and go bring Matt Hendricks back? He's just an absolutely incredible person to have around your team. So the, the character, it, it doesn't get much, much higher than that or much positive than he. Uh, just imagine they had Jay Beagle and Matt Hendricks here for a while. So you, you couldn't ask for two greater guys in the room that put their heart and soul on the line every game who, who will do, and I'll get back to Matt, it, it will do whatever it takes uh, to, to make things happen on the ice, whether it's blocking a shot, you know, getting in a fight, sticking up for a teammate, and sometimes – you know, this attitude, if it's a healthy stretch, if it's injured, it's still around the room. And that guy's there encouraging everyone on. He's one of those great teammates, the kind of guy that is friends for life with everyone that he played with. And I think that's a, that's a huge return for Winnipeg to have him back, regardless of whether he's in the lineup or not, just to have him around, almost like another assistant coach, maybe like a player coach that's going around just building guys up and talking to the young guys working on face-offs after, just all the extra stuff that he does. Uh, you know, when I first saw him in the American Hockey League when I was coaching, I was like, ah, one of, the, one of our, our pro guys, like, I, I don't like him. The skating's just not there. And then, I, you know, I sort of watch him more and more. And I just, ah, he's always involved, man. He's always in the scrum. He's always, you know, he's getting a shot, bumping the goaltender, doing whatever it takes and working. And, you know, it's not pretty how he gets out there until he's in a shootout. Then it's really pretty. But you look at this guy, and he's willed himself in. And, you know, he played a partial season in Colorado. Bruce brought him here in a tryout. And uh, the first game he played here in preseason, there was an incident with Columbus the year before where someone had cheap shot at Ovi. And the first shift out on the ice, Hendricks makes a beeline for the guy, drops his gloves, fights him, kicks his ass. And uh, that was all she wrote. I think he had a contract maybe later that night. But it was they, they needed someone like that. He's just a great human. And the more really good humans you can have in your room, uh, I don't know if he can be an everyday player, but he's a guy you want around every single day. Great stuff. And you know what? In the NFL, they're called transitional coaches, and that's guys that are retired the year before, and then they come in and they work as a go-between, the players and the coach. And uh, I think that's a role that they need to find guys in the NHL for to bring them along to. Terrific stuff, Al. As always, we appreciate your time. Yep. Take care, my man. Talk to you soon. You bet. That's Al May. Analyst for the uh, Washington Capitals on uh, NBCSN out of uh, Washington. Do want to tell you, you can reach us in Texas on a Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan is one of the largest volume Ford dealers in the province. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We'll also tell you, uh, Stopper Inspector every Tuesday on orders now, for horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside and Sherwood Park. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We come back in two minutes' time, we're going to tell you who's won the contest. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you at 126 in Edmonton. Here we go. All month, we've been inviting 630 Chet listeners to join the team. Now it's time to announce the grand prize winner of 630 Chet's Join the Team Contest. Congratulations to Christian Rounce from St. Albert. Christian Rounce. Christian has won a spot in the Oilers team photo, which will be framed and autographed by the team. A personalized Oilers jersey, a chance to attend practice with Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, and myself, and a VIP experience March 11th when the Oilers host the New York Rangers. It includes a pregame dinner at Studio 99 and an interview on the City Ford Face-Off show. Our promotions team will contact you with the details. A big thank you to everybody who entered. Christian Rounce, you're the winner. It is 127 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us at 630-630. Quick update. It is a final down at Rogers Place, and it was a long day for the Swift Current Broncos. The resurgent Edmonton Oil Kings, who uh, finished uh, 22nd last year, ended up with the number one overall pick, Dylan Gunther, who had a very good Canada Winter Games, um, will be on the team full-time next year. But the Edmonton Oil Kings now leading the Central Division of the Western Hockey League. It's a final. They beat Swift Current, last year's Western Hockey League champs, 11-1. That's right, 11-1. Former Swift Current Bronco, Andrew Fighton, brother of, uh, was it Austin, Austin Fighton? Uh, Andrew Fighton, uh, two goals, four points. Fix Walansky had a three-point game. He's uh, near the top of scoring race. He might have actually, I should maybe check that out. He might have uh, moved into uh, number one. Uh, bottom line here, Matt Robertson, the draft-eligible defenseman, had a couple of assists. Uh, Connor McDonald, uh, three-point performance. Edmonton Oil Kings smoke him. 11-1. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. When we come back in orders now, they are on a 17-game winning streak. And we will hook up with head coach Jay Woodcroft from the Bakersfield Condors. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.